Good evening everyone and welcome to Friday PM, the place to be. Today we're on location in Edinburgh, we're actually at Hanover House Hotel, which is the, the business, the bed and breakfast of friends of ours, the Kroller family. We've known the Kroller family for decades and decades and um, in doing ministry here in, in Scotland and we've got a really, really good relationship with them and any time that we come through, we like to be with them. And we're here today with um, their daughter. So Jasmine and Carlo are the friends that we know very well and they have four children. And I think it's a third of their four children, Naomi, that's with us today. Hey, Naomi. Hi, Richard. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Naomi, we're going to speak a little bit. You've got a real passion for children and young people. Yeah. And um, please, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself yeah. and uh, so that we can understand, you know, where you're coming from, your own journey through life and where you're at now in, in terms of your passion for young people. And we'll, we'll continue and we'll, we'll go on with that. Yeah, absolutely. So hi everyone, I'm Naomi. It's a pleasure to be here with you all today and sharing. Um, so currently I'm, I'm a youth worker with a Christian youth organisation um, in Edinburgh. I work um, in your house and um, I've worked there for a year and a half now. And prior to that, I was doing a, an undergraduate degree in community learning and development. And I did um, a placement and I worked for an, another organisation um, with a youth organisation in that area. Um, I felt called to youth work when I was uh, training with Teen Challenge um, back in 2012. It was very clear to me that God wanted me to work with children and young people. And I suppose from, from there, I just opportunities opened up through my course and then thereafter. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's fantastic. I mean, we've been sharing a little bit because there, there's so much going on right now mm -hmm. in the world and the children and young people of today, um, you know, I'm probably a generation above you or a few years older than you and even your generation really didn't get the bombardment mm -hmm. that young people are getting today. And it's mainly, it is centred around identity. Yes. Um, and we, we talked about those issues, but I think let, let's, as, as Christians and people of God, let's come from, you know, the church. Let's start with the church because let's start there. And, you know, kind of the things that you've been involved in, the things that you've seen that have had success and any kind of encouragement that you can give um, to people. Because often what we say in youth ministry, when young people raise their hands for salvation or whatever. We're like, oh, well, their mom and dad can pray for them. Oh, that's yeah. great. We're not sure. Yeah, yeah. We don't necessarily take them seriously. Yeah. And we were talking about this and we we're saying that children are not just important. They're essential. Yeah. They're as important as any adult when it comes to ministry and knowing the things of God. Can you um, speak a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. I think um, through my time doing youth work in church and out with church as well and just um, in the community. Um, I just believe that God gave me a sense that children and young people are really valuable to the church um, and they're valuable in general, um, but particularly for the church. And um, I think there is a real issue around identity um, and young people 
they need support to find out who they are. And I think that as Christians, we have this faith and belief that, that God has created us and he has a purpose for our lives. And it's about supporting these young people to find out who they are in Christ um, and to be free from all of the, I suppose, the the conflict and, and the culture that um, that children and young people experience in today's culture. It's, you know, the, we're in an age of social media and uh, there's such a, a massive desire to be liked, to, yes. to look a certain way. And actually, I think what that stuff does is it really encaptures people. Um, it doesn't actually free them. It makes them kind of almost, um, what would be the word? It, it makes them... Um, like enslaved. Enslaved, prison. yeah, exactly. Imprisoned to these these things that actually don't offer any any sort of sense of fulfillment or, or peace or, or freedom. Um, and so... I, yeah, so having worked with with these young people, I think when I started to get into youth work, mm -hmm. I reflected on my own youth and my own kind of upbringing. I was been blessed to be to be brought up in a Christian family in a Christian home. I went to Sunday school as a child. Um, but what I do remember is that I went to youth camps and they had a real impact on me. I would see yeah. the older leaders and um, I would look up to them and think, I, I want to be like them. You know, I really was um, impressed by the way that they, they interacted with young people. And, and these youth camps were great, you know, um, to learn about the Bible, to learn about the gospel. Yeah. And so um, I think... If I hadn't had that experience, mm. um, aside of my upbringing, I, I don't know how, my, if, if my faith would have been strong, if it would have been solid, if, if I would have been grounded in what, yeah. what I'd been brought up to, to believe. Um, and so after a while, I realised that we don't do that stuff anymore. We don't do mm. youth camps. Why do we not do youth camps? Yeah. Why? In fact, when I came back from Teen Challenge, um, we had no youth ministry in our church. We had children's ministry, but we didn't have youth. So I approached yeah. the pastor, having felt that God had given me this sort of calling and this yeah. word that he wanted me to work with young people and said, you know, can we start something up? You know, I don't have any experience, but I'm willing to, to yeah. learn and to start something. Um, and from there, you know, things developed. But I was struck by the fact that we had young people in our church, but we had nothing for them. Yeah. So there was a gap there and it was from that point on that, you know, God really started to sort of minister um, and to talk to me about the value of children and youth. Yeah, and I think that's really important, isn't it? At that age, you know, when you're, you know, a teenager getting yeah. older, yeah. you know, children's ministry, great, you know, to the age of 11, maybe, you know, 12. But then, you know, you get older, 13, 14, 15, mm -hmm. you're going through puberty, your yeah. body's changing. Yeah. But you are then learning how to be a relational person and, yeah. and kind of less self-centered mm -hmm. and because your childhood is about your wants and your needs and your whatever and as you're growing up you start to you want to relate with other people you want to be with other people you want to belong there's a yeah. there's a sense in your your teenage years where you're building those relationships but you want belonging mm -hmm. and it's important what you're taught about belonging and it's important yeah. what you're taught and what you know about identity right. because if that's not strong mm -hmm. you'll you'll fall into all sorts of things I mean mm -hmm. 
I know even from my upbringing, my parents were pretty strict, you know. We weren't allowed to go here, there and everywhere. We weren't allowed just to hang out on street corners um, with friends. And at times that was like, oh, you know, I wish I could be out with my friends. But when I look back, I'm saying, thank you, Lord, that you saved me from so many things. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, one of the things we, I think is understanding how powerful young people can be. And I think, like you said, those youth camps, I think maybe you can expand a little bit more on that because I'll just talk from just my little experience. You know, I went to youth camps as well. Well, it was about 16, I went to a youth camp, but I was also, when I was about 22, was a leader on youth camps Mm -hmm. and saw just the richness and the quality because you are not in a church setting, you're in a kind of leisure setting. So young people are free to be themselves. They're free to have a laugh and a joke, but they're free also um, to to ask questions that they wouldn't normally ask in um, maybe even sometimes church youth group settings because they they somehow have that that freedom. Um, Yeah, so can you speak a little bit more about those those youth camps and, and how you think? they help or helped using people how you've seen them help other young people yeah i think that the youth camps what they do is they create an environment where um, young people can come and like you say they can have fun but they're in an environment where the 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 teaching and and um the you know the whole weekend is is directed and geared to them for them um and it allows young people the space to ask questions, to explore faith. Um, And, you know, one of the things I loved um, being musical myself was um, the worship, you know, and and we all we all like different styles of worship and and, and music. Um, But obviously youth camps, they tend to be a little bit more upbeat. And I just loved it. And I I just enjoyed the songs and, um, you know, and the teaching and, and as I say, it was very, it was directed to us young people. So rather than being sort of in church, you know, and going with your parents mm-hmm. um, and kind of almost just not really get engaging in the sermon because um, you don't think it's for you because you're a young person, yes. you know, you're coming along with your parents. This was for you. You It was yes. speaking directly to you as a young person. And, and so I just absorbed all that I could when mm-hmm. I was at these youth camps. Um, and I think that, you know, it's, it was an important part yeah. of um, my development, structuring mm-hmm. me and grounding me in my own beliefs and my own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great place to encourage young people. Yes. It's a great place to, to sow seed to, um, yeah. you know, we did a youth camp a few years ago and I'd asked my sister-in-law to come and do worship for us. And as she was driving up to the centre, she got a word for a young person mm-hmm. um, which was just amazing. Um, and this young person was just about to leave high school and transition um, into sort of adult life, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And so that word was really important for her. Um, so it's feeding into, into their lives. Um, and I think one of the things uh, you know, I've thought about a lot is the fact that um, you know, children are, their brains are still developing. Yeah. And they're at a very important developmental stage of their life, Mm -hmm. which is why working with teenagers is so vital because um, 
by the time they get to sort of eight, 18 and beyond, you've kind, you've kind of lost them, to be yes. honest. Yeah. So that's, for me, that's why working with children and young people is so important and yeah. why it, it's, I, I believe it's become almost like an extra thing in church. Yes, an add-on. An add-on, exactly. Um, and actually, it should, shouldn't be like that. It yeah, should be a really, it's, yeah, it service. needs to be an essential. And I think maybe in the past, we were good at it. You know, we had people um, when I was growing up who were passionate about young people and worked with young people run these youth camps. It's great. And then we've gone through a period where that's just all stopped yeah. and nothing's happened and we've forgotten how important youth, children and youth work is yes. in church. Yeah, it's almost like youth work is seen as, you know, a lot of people don't want to really get involved in youth yeah. work because, well, the time it takes and yeah. uh, maybe young people won't really understand me and maybe yeah. I won't understand what they're going through. But we've all been young people. If you're an adult, yeah. you've been a young person. Exactly. So you might not, um, some of the things that they're going through, you might not be able to like, exactly identify with in terms of the topical issues. Yeah. But in terms of the thoughts and feelings, most of us, if we allow ourselves, really can identify yeah. with that feeling of you're about to be thrust out into the world and you need some kind of something to yeah. guide you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, and not just from your parents, because yes, your parents play an, a very important role, but other adults in the church, other yeah. adults kind yeah. of taking an interest yeah. in you yeah. and not just inviting your family to dinner, but maybe inviting a young person to dinner. You know, yeah. they're 15, 16. Yeah. You know, they can speak for themselves and just to be interested in their welfare, really asking about them. How are you doing? What's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you choosing for subjects? Not because that's the most, but just to a little bit get into yeah. their world. That's right. It's an, and it's about relationships. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm 31 and I work with, you know, kids from the ages of, let's say, nine or 10 mm -hmm. upwards. And even I feel old and I'm yeah. not that old, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, even I feel old, you know, they talk about social media, they use expressions and I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, um, but actually it's about the relationships and it's not even about the culture that you don't understand. You yes. know, I think that an 80 year old woman, man or woman could work with a, a young girl or boy and yes. feed so much into their life because it's not about what you don't know or you're not yes. in with the kids, you know, you don't know things. It's about what you have to offer and, yes. and what what you have learned or what you've experienced in your life. You mm. feed that into theirs. Um, we, we shouldn't be put off by this idea that, oh, you know, the culture, the, the generation, the culture yes. is so different today. Oh, so I don't, un I wouldn't understand. And yeah, maybe you won't understand, but it's not about what you understand. It's about what you have to offer, yes. what you have to teach these young people. I mean, I know that there's, there's pastors, young pastors, pastoring churches who um, seek advice and mm -hmm. counsel from pa older pastors yes, who have yes. retired. So um, I think that there's so much to gain from yeah. the older generations. And, and actually what we want to teach our young people is that it's, that it's counter countercultural. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, we live in a culture um, you know, of social media and technology, yes. but we don't. We're not. We don't need to be enslaved to those no. things, and we actually need to start to teach young people that they don't have to be enslaved to those things because they're not helpful. Yes, they yeah. they they actually they cause more problems than than yeah. they do. They diminish self worth if you don't have 
if you're using those platforms and you don't already have an understanding of your self-worth, yeah. if you don't have an understanding of who you are, yeah. then you're not going to get it from social media. And actually, you're going to be going out on social media to get that acceptance yeah. and to get that affirmation when actually, if you have people around you, and this is why the church is important, mm-hmm. people coming around and just affirming young people, just asking them a question, that's yeah. actually affirmation. Yeah. You are, I'm interested in you, you're valuable. Therefore, yeah. I'll spend time having a conversation that's with you. Um, I think yeah. those things are important. I mean, in the scripture, in the Bible, mm-hmm. it says in Psalms 8 verse 2, mm-hmm. I'm reading from the Amplified Version, it says, out of the mouths of infants and nursing babes, you have established strength because of your adversaries that you might silence the enemy and make the revengeful cease. Mm-hmm. So this is the power that young people have that they're not too young to know about God because yeah. they're telling us in the schools they're not too young to learn about all sorts of gender yeah. stuff that at that age is really confusing yeah. and they, they want to push so, there's so many agendas that are trying to be pushed but we're too afraid we don't want to indoctrinate our children mm-hmm. and it's like we're not indoctrinating our children we're teaching them the ways of life. We're teaching them the truth. Do we want the children to be have to be lost and go through a whole lot of nonsense in their lives yeah. before coming to the truth? Can't we present them with the truth at a young age? That's right. And they can still yeah. make up their mind about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that is the thing is, um, you know, in the the generation and the cultures today, um, you know, we we didn't really have to contend with a lot of that stuff when we were younger and in, in previous generations. And so actually it's really hard to be a young yes, person today. Really There's so much pressure, you know, from uh, social media and just it just it's so hard. That actually, it's it's more vital now. Yes. Well, it's always been vital yes. because God, we need God. Yeah. We need we need him. We need Jesus. But if we're able to offer these these children and young people, um, you know, offer them the gift of God, the gift Mm -hmm. of salvation, teach them about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It will just enhance their lives and they're not going to, they're not going to struggle so much with all of these, these worldly issues, you know, uh, identity. Um, And, and and another scripture that came to mind when we were talking is, um, you know, first Timothy Mm -hmm. chapter four, verse 12, um, you know, don't let, let, anyone look down on you because you're young but set an example for believers in speech and conduct and faith and in purity that's the NIV version mm-hmm. um you know and I was just thinking that um we, we as adults we have we've kind of developed this mindset where we we maybe we are afraid of young people yeah. or we think that they are um, they don't know or they don't understand they're not at an age where they they mm-hmm. can and actually young people and children and young people have so much to offer yes um and actually th- there's there, there could be so much great work happen yeah. between the different generations yeah. if we were able it's to true. shift that mindset yeah yeah it's true somebody gave us an analogy once that you know that um say you have oxen to plough a field. Mm -hmm. The young oxen has lots of strength, but he'll just run all over the place. But the oldest um, oxen doesn't have the strength, but has the direction. And that you you yoke those two oxen together and then together they can plough the field because you're using the strength Mm -hmm. of the young young ox and you're using the the wisdom Mm -hmm. 
and of the on the learning of the and the direction of the older so, ox so you can true. get the job done and you can get it done well yeah. and you know there's also the saying that destiny without discipleship mm-hmm. you're not going to get anywhere it's mm-hmm. great that young people have a great future it's great that they've got a great destiny but who's going to help them get there yeah. you're not just going to get there with your peers because they're at the same level as you they can't see ahead mm-hmm. and I think this is one thing that I think is very, very important mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot been, have, has been said about mentorship yes. and mentoring mm-hmm. and all this thing. But each of us, every one of us can be a mentor to nieces, yeah. nephews, yeah. our own children, yeah. um, just really giving them good and godly advice, but mm-hmm. also not telling them you have to do it this way, but teaching them. Yeah. And I think nowadays, I don't know about you, but um, young people seem to ask a lot more questions than we were even allowed to ask. Yeah, there's a lot more freedom, definitely, for young people to express themselves. And um, maybe in the church, you know, back in the day, we were afraid. And and, and maybe it was um, easier just to, you know, the the old term, you know, be seen and not heard with young people. and, And... it's, it's culture has changed yeah. and we have to appreciate that that culture shifts and changes in church too yeah. and um, maybe where there was um kind of a different mindset and a different mm-hmm. way where you know children they just go off to sunday school yes. and they do their thing and and they would respect you know the elders and the leadership um i think that probably because of the change in culture mm-hmm. and society, we need to recognise that actually young people have a voice and yeah. we need to hear yeah. their voice. We need to hear what they have to say and allow them to express themselves yeah. and then feed in to into their lives um, yeah. through the gospel, through the word of God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah, I think so. And I think I was speaking to a young person a few months ago and um, this young person was about 14 and we were kind of talking and debating a little bit but I was um for the young person that I was speaking to I was actually surprised in many ways in that wow what they've been taught as a culture that the bible so so, you know this is why you need to teach your children the truth because they're being taught that the bible is a patriarchal um ancient relic that we shouldn't use and everybody should be free to be who they are and do what they want to do and and identity and um you know it's something that the enemy tries to target and he's trying to target at younger and younger ages because the more that he can um really take somebody's identity or confuse their identity the easier it is to get in with all sorts of other stuff that's right that's right absolutely and they use a a term in um in the childcare sector um early intervention and they use it for a reason you know the the children do grow up in chaotic homes and environments that are not conducive to their growth maybe um, parents who are abusive um, and so they talk about this early intervention and and the term is used so you know for the purpose of working with a child from like age zero up because um, children they make attachments from Mm -hmm. a very young age and um, Obviously, it tends to be with their primary caregiver, so either the mother 
or or the father um, or both depending on the situation at home and um, kids some kids are grown up in, in really not great environments um, and so I think and then they go to school and that's another place where they can make attachments um, and with their teachers or you know people yeah. working in the schools and so within the church and within youth ministry that's another place where they can make these these attachments but the the point of it about attachments is that they we need healthy you need healthy yes. attachments yes. to people who see them who will hear them who will support them um and you know just be there for them listen to them mm. um without these healthy attachments to people um they they just don't have any foundation. They don't to... have the tools to navigate yeah. life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so to speak, then people they struggle later on in life, and they have their own children and pass on those same That's right. struggles. And, and it's in... a vicious cycle. Yes. And I think that it, um, you know, I grew up with boundaries, yes. and often, you know, we we view boundaries as a bad thing. You know, yes. you're not getting to do what I want. Um, but actually boundaries are really good for children and, and often you'll you'll see that when children don't have boundaries that's actually what they're looking for and yes. um, they're looking for somebody to um, you know stop them mm-hmm. um, from from going too far yeah. and, and and actually when they do um, you know, take it too far they tend they tend to be doing that to, to test you how far they can see how yeah. far they can go and are there boundaries yeah. here yeah um does somebody care about yeah. me are there boundaries here yeah exactly i worked in um uh, in a home um a care home for a for a short time and the first young person i worked with a young boy um he basically he, he didn't warm to me um he, he, he it would be fair to say he probably didn't like me much yeah. um and I didn't take you know I didn't take it personally I didn't think much of it but and I learned from the other staff workers who said this kid has been in care from a very young age and they said um he's he's been in care and he's worked with so many different staff members that it takes him a very long time to start to get to know somebody and kind of almost accept them so I was this new staff member working in this place I was also a sessional staff so I wasn't there regularly and so he saw me as kind of this person who could just leave him, you know, leave his life, you know, be out of his life at any point. And so he was, he d- struggled to make attachments. Um, because he'd so, been disappointed and let down and so yeah, many attachments had been broken in his life. That's right, that's right. Mm. And so over time he warmed to me and, um, but I just, my sort of approach was just to love him mm. and just to give him the time and the space. Um, but that's that was the damage that had, that you know, that that's what had happened to him. Yeah. He'd had such a damaged, I mean, experience, he, he, he saw things yeah. as a child that no child should see yeah. in, his, in his home and was then taken into care. Um, but that that's just an example of, of the importance of, of healthy yeah. attachments in, in children's lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. I think, you know, also nowadays there's, I think in terms of discipline, there's so many, oh, you know, and we're not going to talk about discipline here, mm-hmm. but the discipline is appropriate for young people, that there are consequences to their actions, because if, you, if they're not um, disciplined and, you know, and, and, and because discipline is, is love. The Bible tells yeah. you, um, you know, it says in the Bible, if you spare the rod, you know, spare the rod and spoil the child. Yeah. Now, you know, we're not advocating the rod or anything, but what we're saying is that, you know, 
it is it is important and it is healthy yeah. to when you're giving direction to give yeah. a lot of love but also um to bring discipline yeah. because it's like this was wrong we can't do this so that they know you don't go down that road yeah. um you know in in the bible in proverbs 22 verse 6 it says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart right from it. it yeah. So it's it's important that we sow the seeds at not just parents, mm-hmm. aunties, uncles, mm-hmm. you know, just church family, in any young people that we see around try and sow those seeds. Sow seeds of love, not just of correction either, because yeah. often if somebody comes to you and tries to correct you but they don't have a relationship with you, yeah. you can you will not accept that. You'll not that. listen, that's right. You'll not listen. But if somebody you can know that somebody cares about you and the reason that they're correcting you is because they love you, they care about you, they care about your welfare, then you can receive that. Yeah, that's right. And and that's why the early intervention is important. Mm-hmm. That's why children and youth work is important yes. yeah. because it's then a progression then yes. from generation to generation who who are who've built their lives, you know, on that foundation on the rock that is Christ. Yeah. And without that, you you know, you can see you can see it in families, you know, can see and there's there's a crisis in the church and people come to church because as adults because they're looking for some sort of hope yes had and if and if they if that had been sown into life from a young age um you know that maybe not have any of these issues that we're seeing now yes so i i think that you know that there's the early intervention is key um, I also think, you know, I, I remember my own childhood and I was disciplined, similar to you. My parents were quite strict. And I never remember what I got in trouble for. All I remember is my dad would always sit me on his knee and he'd say, I, I discipline you because I love you. And that's all I remember. And that's all I needed to remember yeah. was um, the fact that it was out of love that he would pull me up, he'd correct me, he'd discipline me. And maybe we've kind of, over the years, that kind of view has become skewed. Yes. We don't we don't see discipline or boundaries um, as a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we we you know we think of rules um, as as kind of almost um, holding us back. Yes. Um, and and maybe that's why people are so opposed to to Christianity and the yes. gospel because they see God as this person yes. who who just wants us to follow rules and um, you know feel like we can't do anything where actually there's that's freedom in christ yeah (laughs) it's that's what it's about it's about having these boundaries so that you can be free from all the stuff that comes when you're involved in things that are just not good and not healthy yeah and i think we've spoken a few times on this program that freedom is also the ability um and the opportunity to say no as well as yes that that is important we think that freedom is just being able to do all the things that we want but it's also not doing some of the things that are going to be harmful to us Um, a friend of mine I mean I'm in my 40s and a friend of mine I was speaking to a friend of mine and she came from a you know she was a background where she was quite disciplined she quite sheltered she said and a friend of hers um, when they're about 13 her parents would let her go everywhere Mm-hmm. and see guys and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And now that this girl is in her 40s, she she is like, why did my parents do that to me? Why didn't they protect me? In that she sees that there was actually, well, they thought they were being cool parents. Yeah. 
uh, by letting their daughter go out and do everything. Yeah. At the age of 13, she was exposed to things that she should never been, never have sure. been exposed to. Yeah. And she, there was nobody there to actually, her parents were actually condoning it rather than yeah. kind of protecting her yeah. and protecting her innocence and protecting her spirit. Yeah. Um, you know, protecting the spirit of your kids is very, very important. What they're exposed to, there's things that you don't are not in your control yeah. when your children are not with you when they're at school or they're at different things. But you know, where you can, you have to try and protect that spirit, protect that innocence. And also, there's so much we can learn from children, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. And I think that um, we. We often were fearful of, you know, what's going out on, all out in the world, and maybe with your friend, the parents were, oh, we, you know, we want to be cool parents, we want to fit in, we don't want to be viewed as these people, um, you know, that just let our, you know, we, we rules and and you know suppressing, and yes. yeah, oppressing our children by by rules and regulations, um, and I think maybe we we get caught up in this idea that oh, we're fearful of what the world mm. will think, but we actually have to to um we have to trust in in the way that God the order God has, has yeah. created things for us um, and not be afraid of what the world thinks um I think that again I come back to early intervention because I think you know when you're working with kids and you're um, sowing into their lives you're you're preparing these future parents these future leaders in yeah. church um and you basically it's a preventative measure yes. to to work from such a young age because you're preventing situations like that where the 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 children they grow up and they're damaged and they're dealing with mental health issues and yes. all sorts of things because they didn't have the boundaries or the yes. discipline um and so you know we can talk about that in, in the context of out there in the world but within the church we have an opportunity here because God is so good. We, you know, we're building our lives on 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 Him and His His teaching, um, and it's you know we have the opportunity yeah. to to take something good and give it to these young people yeah. to carry with them, kind of like pass the baton on to them. Yeah, and it shouldn't be all. Oh, let's wait till they they no. turn eighteen and they're an adult. No. No. But let's give it to them now. Yeah. Um, let's start sowing that seed and investing in the next generation. Our, the next generation of pastors, worship leaders, um, evangelists. Because um, why do we think that they have to be a certain age to receive these gifts? You yeah. know, speaking. Because if that's the, if that's what God has put in them from the yeah. beginning of the world, then we just need to nurture them. That's right. You know, sure. even when you look back, you know, Jesus was a child. Yeah. He still had to be nurtured. Yeah. He knew his father was, yeah. you know, he knew that God was his father. Yeah. But he still had to be brought up in a loving household. Sure. You know, he stayed behind in Jerusalem was he the age of 12 yeah. or, 30, you know, and they had to go and look for him. Yeah. Um, now, that, those are loving parents. You know, yes. they, they knew their child, they knew what he was like. They didn't, weren't concerned, but they'd gone for three days and they realised, where is he? Yeah. He'd gone and missing. They went, they went, they went, they didn't say, oh, well, you know, he's the son of God, he'll be okay, we'll yeah. just get on with it. They, he they was thought, a child. Where is, where yeah. is our boy? What, yeah. What's happened to our child? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's very, I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was reading in, in some, we're we kind of coming to a close a, a little bit, but yeah. in Psalms um, 127, 
um, and I read verses one to five. And actually, I think I will read the whole thing because I think the whole yeah. thing in context is important because it said, unless the Lord builds the house, yeah. the builders labor in vain. Mm -hmm. Unless the Lord watches over the city, mm -hmm. the guards stand watch in vain. So unless the Lord is involved in every yeah. area, in vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Then it says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. And nowadays, in the way that everything is going and there's so many things going on in the media, social media, um, versions of truth and not the truth, yeah. it's important that young people or all people, but especially young people, because you're, they're formed, we taught them they're okay. forming and, and all of that, that they're able to contend with their opponents. They're able to contend with ideologies mm -hmm. that are incorrect because yeah. they've been shown the truth. That's right. And I think, you know, also important is God is relational. Mm -hmm. That we are not, this is not a religion and we're following all these rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. And if we get it wrong, you know, God's we'll gonna punish us. Yeah. Yeah. He's given us a freedom. He said mm -hmm. that God so loved the world mm -hmm. that he loved and why did it that we would not perish yeah. but have everlasting life god's will for us is good yeah. so why is it that we don't want that for children yes. for our children that's right we are not um putting them in a straight jacket no by letting them know about jesus that's right and the scripture i would add to that rachel is um, matthew chapter 19 verse 14 it's let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these and i believe jesus said that because you know when it says the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these he could see that from generation to generation if we were if we are investing in these young people we we are um, sharing the gospel teaching them just like any other adult that comes to church that they would they would be they would manifest that yes. into into the next generation and the next generation yeah. they'd be kingdom builders yes. they will be the ones that will be the next pastors evangelists yeah. worship leaders he said let them come to me why 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 are they a nuisance to you yes. let them come because these are the kids that are going to carry on the good fight yes um, and, and they're going to experience it from a young age they're going to know the truth mm -hmm and be free in that truth. There's certain paths that they don't need to go down, yeah. that they're going to be protected from, because even in that, mm -hmm. we have an enemy. Yeah. There's an enemy of our soul. So even when we're brought up in church and our parents lead us down the right path, when yeah. we, as we go get older, yeah. we see things in our lives and we, yeah. the enemy has still tried to destroy us at a young age. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, let, let's encourage our young people. Yeah. Let's be people who speak life over our young people, speak life over this generation right. and call out the prophets, mm -hmm. the evangelists. Yes. Um, you know, just our little Reuben, yeah. you know, he, he has prayed and seen God move. He had a headache, God healed him. He knows that God hears when he prays, which is important because sometimes 
as adults, we don't even believe that. We've been disappointed yeah. in life and disappointed yeah. things that we don't even want to believe that. And we almost, we feel like we're shielding our children yeah. because we don't want them to get disappointed in case they pray and their prayer is not answered. That's right. That is not the God that we serve. That's right. Maybe the answer was not the answer we wanted, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that the answer didn't come. And it doesn't mean that God is not loving because he didn't give us exactly what we asked for in the way that we expected it to That's come. That's right. And I was speaking about Reuben because he has been able to speak to, and there's just an innocence yeah. because he knows I believe this and I want my friends to know this. I want them to be free. Mm -hmm. And he has led a couple of his friends to yeah. the Lord. And they're not, and that, that's the thing, children are never too young. You know, we, I think there's been a shift in the church where um, I suppose we're focused on just being very insular. Yeah. And there's been a shift over the years where we're starting to begin to see beyond the four walls of the church. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, churches are really focusing on evangelism, reaching their community, um, you know, trying to develop. Um, ministry so that it's not just for people that come to church on a mm -hmm. Sunday that um, it's reaching it's reaching outside of the, the four walls of the building and um, you know as as church members we're, we're being encouraged to you know when you go to the supermarket have a you know just have a chat go in fact try and go to the same checkout every time you know and have a chat with that lady or that guy that works at the supermarket you know it's in the simple things and so as adults, we're, we're surrounded and we have encounters with so many different people mm. in, our, in, in our work, in our studies, wherever we might find ourselves. But so do children. Yes. Children are in schools with other children. They have connections to other parents, families. And so kids should be treated in the same way that they, yes. have, they have these opportunities yeah. to reach others. So anything that we're being taught as adults, we need to also take that and and be feeding that into the young yeah. the children and the young people's lives yeah. so that they god can use them god can use anybody god could use a donkey yes <laughs> and he did yeah yeah so you know let's not get stuck on this so oh, they're children they're young yes um children and youth work um is so valuable and yes. i do believe i just feel that it's important to share this as well that um I think if we don't start investing in children and young people in our churches, yeah. that um, our churches could be very empty in the next 30, 40 years. I think it's that vital. That yes. I believe that God has spoken to me and it's been confirmed through another person who's involved in, in the, the youth work within the apostolic church. They've had a prophecy. And so I think that it's something we really have to take seriously. Mm. Yeah. No, I think, you know, that that's wonderful. And I think it's really something, it's food for thought for all of us. Yeah. Because we can all reach out to young people. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be a parent yeah. to love people. Loving people means people, which yeah. is regardless of, of age. age. Um, right. There is no age when it comes to the spirit and the, yeah. the things of God. Yeah. There is no age. Yeah. And it's important for us to um, recognise the importance of youth ministry and allow them mm -hmm. to actually move in the gifts of the Spirit That's as well. Right. And allow them not to be an evangelist when they're 30. Yeah. There might be an evangelist at five in, or four in, or three in their exactly. nursery. Exactly. Let them, let them do it because it's out of an, a pure and innocent heart. That's right. And I think for churches, church leaders, yeah. they need to stop treating 
Um, and this is not, you know, not a criticism. It's just, um, you know, just offering advice as as a youth worker, as a children and youth mm. worker. We need to stop, you, you know, seeing children and youth work as an aside in church. Yes. It's not a side thing. It's very important. You know, have have children services run youth services on a Sunday once a month. Let those kids get involved in the life of yeah. the church. Yeah. Don't don't treat them as an aside. They are so vital, so essential, as yes. we've talked about, to um, to the church and mm. to and to God's kingdom, as we've as we've learned. Yeah. Well, Naomi, I think I think it's great what you've shared. It's great the insight that you've had yeah. and the young people that you're working with and, and not just pe young people from Christian backgrounds. No. As a youth worker, yeah. you, you've had access to young people yeah. um, from all walks of life. That's right, yeah. And, you know, as we just come to a close now, yeah. um, as we just, um, yeah, just bring this to a close, you know, the points that we've made is, are that children are essential yes therefore youth work in our church no matter the size of the church is not an option yeah it's a must yeah. yes and as as people as adults we can all reach out to young people we can affirm them just by having a conversation that's and right taking interest any person mm -hmm. enjoys that that's right Naomi, if you could if you could just pray and as we just round up if you could just pray yeah. um for young people yes pray for parents mm. pray for churches yeah. as we move forward in this and really build god's kingdom using every person yeah absolutely let's pray heavenly father i just thank you for this opportunity to chat with rachel and talk about children and youth work father god we know how precious every child every young person is to you father god and i pray that you would be begin to equip um, churches father god you'd begin to um, raise up people within churches to to lead children and youth ministries, Father God, to sow seed and to, to plant into these young people's lives, Father God. And I pray that, that we wouldn't be hindered in any way, Father God. We wouldn't be restricted by the fact that there's no children or youth in our churches, Father God, that we would see beyond just the building, Father God, that we would begin to to look beyond the four walls of the building and we would reach out into our communities, Father God. And I do pray for parents, Father God. I pray that you would help them, Father. It's not easy being a parent, um, but Lord, you have equipped them, Father God. And I pray that you would just help them to raise their children, not to be afraid or to be hindered by what's going out on the world and um, for what they don't know. As children grow up, in, in, in their, their home and in, in their communities, Father God, we know that, that we live in, in an age of technology and social media, Father God. But I pray that, Lord Jesus, that the foundation that we are building our lives on, the foundation in Christ, Father God, will, will, will overseed, Father God, um, the cultures, Father God, the things that are, are, are causing chaos, essentially, Father God, that you, you would breathe your spirit, Father, into these families' lives, that you would breathe your spirit into these children, Father God. You would raise up children and young people um, to be ambassadors of Christ, 
So Lord, we just pray these things in your name. We believe, Father God, that you will raise up a generation um, to seek you, to serve you, Father God, to honour you and to, to teach others, Father God, to carry your word, to carry your gospel, Father God, and to use it for your glory. So we just pray, we pray for a covering over these children and young people, these families, Father God, and that you'd help us to, to move, Father God, into a place where we're seeing revival in the lives of children and young people and their families, Father God. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow, that was great. Well, we want to thank you, um, everybody, for joining us for Friday PM. I want to thank Naomi. Thank you, Naomi, for your insight and for your time and for your wisdom. And we pray that this episode really would be a blessing to you. So thank you for joining us. And we want to say goodbye.